shall we talk about uh, the disappearing, reappearing tunes? Well, someone forgot to pay, pay their Spotify Connect fees. Yeah, or something. I suspect I don't, they did. Yeah, that seems very, very Fat Freddy's to have done that. Yeah, well, actually, that was it was kind of useful that Warunga, the new Fat Freddy's drop album, uh, disappeared off Spotify for a week or so because it, it made me have to go and listen, go and watch the in concert um, mm. yeah, video, which I think actually adds a bit of context to it and makes you appreciate the album in a slightly different way, particularly the way that, that part of the album, you know, by the film is, is a is a daylight album and part of the album is a nighttime album. And that kind of puts a bit more context uh, on the back half of the Yeah, album. yeah, yeah. Yep. Because before yeah, it kind of felt saying. like it, it kind of plotted to a, a, a very, very self-contained spaced out possibly stoned in a gutter kind of ending but it kind of makes more sense in the context of uh sitting around the fireplace jams kind of thing uh in, in the compared to the context of the first half of the album the the fact that um shady and bones were on the album and is it shady i'm pretty sure it's shady and bones are the songs the two songs that i'm very familiar with well the, the, the older that- tracks are um are bones and warunga blues i believe Oh, Warringah Blues. I'm pretty sure Shady's... Shady's I've heard Shady in live sets or something before. I knew that song. It's interesting that... Isn't it interesting that the more upbeat stuff, the the stuff that bounces, is the older stuff? Yeah. And maybe they're just not in a space to write that kind of stuff anymore? Because that was certainly a feature of the album that we reviewed of theirs uh, last year or the year before, whenever it was. The only real... If you like, but Banger was, banger was special stuff. edition. Yeah, and that was a, that, I think, as you put it out at the time, that was a track that, that survived from a previous writing um, mission. So, so, to me, the fact that it had those older songs on it made this album feel, and the fact that it was recorded live, like it's a live recording of them playing the songs, it's not a studio recording, almost made me feel like I was going to the first, like the, the last concert before they released an album or the first concert as soon as they released yeah. an album where you There's didn't know. There's a lot know, of new ones. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is our new songs, and here, but here's a couple of old songs just so you're songs, still in yeah. the... Yeah, and th- that makes it like I really enjoy this album. Obviously, I think it's a really good album. I think it's a, a good um, example of their work. But I was like, can I put this in the top five? Like, this feels almost like picking a legacy album. It, um, it is kind of a hybrid uh, greatest hits. Well, not a greatest mm, hits, but it is a hybrid but, of yeah. a, um, a live album and a. Well, it's not really a live album because where was the audience? True. That's right. They're not really reacting. It's it's more. Uh, like that old school 70s live studio album where, you know, they, they record together in one take yeah. and that's the song. And they might re-record it, but it's sort of one take. Um, it, it wasn't like they didn't spend any time at the mixing desk on this afterwards. No. I mean, you, this has been this isn't just as it was in the moment out out on the fucking farm at Warunga. Yeah. Um, and and, and Moo, Moo is essentially... Mixing the album live anyway. That's that's the whole the concept there, of the I band. I thought Moo is. was wearing a moo which I thought was an interesting <laughs> approach. <laughs> um, Justified action to moo the, the the visual thing is really interesting because we're having a party here for New Year's, so we're running a little. Um, that's what you think. COVID. <laughs> So we're, we're running a little musical game where everyone has to pick one track a week that we're going to project rage style on a on a you know projector screen. But the fact and so that for the next thirteen weeks, you're just going to pick all the tracks off the Sims album. <laughs> this, 
Oh, look. Well, no. um, there'll be plenty of time to talk about that. Contractually the, obligated or otherwise. The, the theme for next week, right, was... Let me pull it up. I've got to pull it up so that I get it right. Um, is Game Changers. Game Changer will be defined as a song that defined a decade, redefined a genre, or changed the way one personally listened to music. And I'm like, oh, well, I know what my songs is. And she's like, you can't pick that. You picked that for the last musical challenge. I'm like, but it literally fits that thing's, like, offense is the song that fits that the perfectly. So, yeah, she's like, no, no, no little Sims. Pick something else. Technically, it's it's shut down by Skepta because that was the start of it. Yeah, that's that's probably true. But I would say Sims redefined the way, even the way I looked at that genre. Yeah, um, you know you don't yeah. like it. Yeah, <laughs> now I don't like Skepta. off the rest of the fucking genre. Well, yeah, look, we'll, we'll get more into that in, fu- We're in the future. We're going to punish the audience with that at some point. <laughs> and me. Well, we, we, we is a very broad term there, I think. I get dragged into this in the royal sense. Yes. Um, yeah, so th- this Fat Freddy's stuff was interesting, and it's interesting uh, viewing it through the YouTube lens where you have the visual. The visuals, the visuals of a song or an album really do really can change the context of it, can't they? Yeah, well, particularly, it, it tells you what to think about the second half of the album, particularly the yeah. fact that the first half, you know, the day into night transition, did remind me a little bit of that um, that Crystal Method album that was meant to do... Yeah. That was meant to, meant to do the same sort of stuff. But when you've got visuals to play with, you've got, you know, drone shots of the... Uh, so Warunga is, oh. is in kind of the, the southern Hawks base, so south of Napier. Um, it's actually not too far. Away. I was actually up there a couple of uh, couple of weeks ago, about a month, couple of months ago. Um, probably within about sort of ten k of where that um, where the farm shot. is, where they filmed that. And um, it's very striking countryside, obviously, because all the drone shots. And you can tell from all that sort of shit. Good place to hide out during a lockdown, I suppose. Uh, but it's it, it's it's very evocative, and it certainly adds to the to the scope of the album. It, certainly t- mm. it tells you how to feel about the album. Look, what in the end, what I got out of it was it would be cool to hang out with Fat Freddy's. <laughs> that's that's what I came to. I'm like, that yeah. would be a nice place to hang and eat some food, eat some eat some fresh New Zealand seafood, listen to some tunes. Uh, yeah. You are surrounded by wineries and craft breweries in that part of the world. So. Oh, my God. And it is part of the, some of the sunniest the parts of the country. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I guess the only thing that I'm going to have have any struggle with is where I'm going to fit that into my end-of-year uh, sort of feature, I guess. Yeah. If, if you had to put apart the, uh, set aside the, the provenance of, of Bones and Warringah Blues, for example, um, and just said, right, that, let, let's, let's, present, let's pretend they, they wrote all this last week, it, it, it's, probably, it's a better Fast Freddy's album than the one they, they did the other was it last year or the year before? I can't remember. Yeah, which. It's, it's, yeah, last year yeah. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it was much more. Care. I, I it, it felt like a lockdown album to me. Like it felt like they'd been forced to slow down and and chill out together, rather than you know constantly touring and playing live shows and touring and playing live shows. Like that, it just felt like they'd taken a big sigh and just relaxed a little bit. Um, now, whether or not that makes the best music, I don't know, but. That's the that's the vibe I got from it. Where shall we go next? I don't know. What else is there to do? Were there other albums this week? I can't remember. There was. L- 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 Lorange. 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 
That's the ranch. I, uh, when I... I was keeping notes on my phone about this album, and when I tried to type in LaRange, it corrected to Lorazepam. And I don't know whether that's... Whether it was trying to make a comment about the, the album or the production or, or something, but um, it's not really not really what I was looking for. Um, so this is... Um, I think, as we said, white, white producer, black rapper. Um, or, you know, a decent producer in search of a competent rapper. Um, beats are good, but he fucking sucks as a rapper. I really didn't like him at all. Um, yeah. He's got, he's got a really plodding flow. He couldn't hold a tune with fucking handles and higher grip gloves. And his content is that fucking tedious gangster light fucking yeah. fake coke rap shit about stacks and straps and fucking bricks and whatever else. It's like, yeah, fuck off, mate. Everyone knows you live with your mum. Um, yeah, that, I, lyrically and vocally, I got nothing out of this. But beats-wise, I thought it was really interesting because I, I found it not too dissimilar to some of the early Australian, you know, Brother Stoney, uh, Bias, Reasons sort of hip-hop. And the fact that he likes sampling those old jazz and funk yeah. records... Um, leads me to believe that they probably uh, probably come from the same sort of space. You know, yeah. they probably probably like the same sort of uh, uh, source origin story. You know, yeah. yeah, the source materials is very similar. Um, I, I do have that bias album as a, as a potential Joker pick, the new one um, down the track wherever I, whenever I win win a week again. Um, There's a lot of, of um there's a lot of legacy acts that have dropped albums that are in that kind of. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to commit a pick to it, but I. You know, yeah, I'd... yeah, I'm happy to happy to, to burn a Joker pick on it. But when I could tune this, like I, when I enjoyed this album was when I had it on in the background, and I would actually can I, can I have the instrumental version of this? Like, you know, can I just have the beats of this, please? Yeah, well, quite happy to put the beats on in the background and just chill out to them. That, that'd be quite an middle. enjoyable afternoon. There's a stretch in the middle where he's less fucking irritating and the beats mm. kind of take over this like out east is one of the tracks it actually works quite well and then i discovered like uh on uh, about a week ago larange just dropped an album of his own shit just the producer so i suspect that was the album we probably should listen to rather than oh, yeah. the, rather than that so uh, oh yeah the world the world is still chaos yes that's that's the one yeah so mm. uh, okay so that might be if you're into, into the sounds of this that don't involve old mate rapping about uh, shooting N words and so on and so forth, which you know might be his lived experience, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, that, that's kind of where you need to be for that. Okay, Cam Cole, I, I, I still can't, I, I still can't decide whether I like this album. <laughs> I, I, I really like the, uh, like I like the vibe of it. Yeah. I just, I just don't know whether uh, you want to listen to an album of it. Yeah, like and. That the way that he sort of um, processes his vocal, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, it reminded like me. Was, it was kind of. It reminded me a bit of um, "Old Made Out of Alice in Chains," but on like really bad at-home Zoom microphone. You know, on yeah. like a Zoom call, on like a terrible <laughs> fucking, a terrible fucking set of earbud microphones or something. Because he's he's just completely blown out and, and with yeah. no fucking depth at all, uh, which is a choice. He's not. I'm sure his microphones aren't that bad. But, like, I don't mind that effect when you do a verse like that and then you drop the chorus mm. and just roar in with your real voice to yeah. 
what, to give it a bit of power, but... That was the whole fucking thing. Ten tracks, what was it? Thirteen tracks of that? Yeah, uh, yeah no, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Just had to take it in very small doses, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's kind of like the angriest timeline John Butler trio was kind of the, <laughs> the general aesthetic. John, John Butler trio and he's just he's yeah, just he's, had enough of Scott li- Morrison. He's, he's just cracked. Yeah, he's just cracked. He fired the other two. The other two got COVID or, you know, in the protocols. He's just, he's just bashing out fucking loud grunge blues, uh, just stomping on the big muff and howling away and we busted ass yeah. microphone. Yeah, so interesting, but I don't know, a, a bit too much of the same for me. Yeah, it, it, one track is interesting, thirteen tracks of it is. Oof. By the end of it, you, you gotta. The last tracks just called "fuck you, motherfucker," and the, the feeling's kind of mutual by that stage of the album. <laughs> it's like yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you, and you, mate, and you. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, is there any of those that we're going to put on the that we're going to put on the playlist? Let's have a look here. Well, it would be a massive well, cop well, out to put the old east. Fat should, we, should we go out east? Out east is probably yeah. the best of them. Yeah, but um, is it a cop out to put? What's I don't, you could put? Um, I don't mind coffee black. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't rate it that much, but it's, it's, you're keen in it. Yeah, the, you're saying Shady is an old old track too, because Bone Shady and Warrunga Blues yeah, are the favourite tracks on the album. But it sounds like that's. Yeah, that's their old shit. Bush Telegraph's a pretty good song. That's the first, the first nighttime yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, let's go, though. Yeah. Um, and I don't mind. I don't mind out east. Yeah, we'll go out east. And it's nice to see the album back on fucking Spotify. That's made life a lot easier. <laughs> and that's weird. I was like, surely the he's. I'm pretty sure Fat Freddy uh, isn't doing Kanye type stunts. Yeah. Pulling stuff, you know, like having a limited release of two weeks and then yeah, and then pulling it. Yeah. What was that album? Uh, the the Sins is producer. It's the Salt. Album. Yeah, Salt. That's that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely not too fucking like there's no basement as we've established. Uh, I don't need to live your way. No, probably no. the best of the the Ken Cole stuff, I think. So straight on. Um, turn the mixtape and at least Cornerstool st- Scandals are pretty good song actually. Right. So there's that. <sighs> All right. What, what are you going for, new? I didn't win the week. Gee, Bezo, what are you going to pick this week? <laughs> I have been... Let's get it out of the way. I have been really, really... And then we're not going to pretend that you haven't already pre-listened no, to the I album. No, I have not. I have not. I have listened to the... Oh, no, bullshit. I haven't. She she dropped a tiny desk and I thought, okay, this is perfect. I'll watch the tiny desk. <laughs> Get it on your foot. And and that will be a nice little, you know, appetizer, but I'm gonna save it. I'm only gonna I'm gonna do it at the same time. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pre listen to it. Of course, as soon as this podcast is over, the headphones are going on and I will be listening to the album because I haven't listened to it from start to finish yet. Uh so yes, yeah, so I'm gonna already wound it up. I'm gonna listen to uh I'm gonna pick Little Sims. Which, uh, assume sometimes I might be introvert, yes. which is uh, a big favourite of your your mate Kendrick Lamar. So that's something to look forward to. It's something that Kendrick mm-hmm. likes. I'm gu- it's guaranteed to be something that you'll like. Which is an, right, acro- a- an acronym for Simbi, in case you didn't understand this week's show title. Uh, the readers can't read that. <laughs> I know, but occasionally I'll make a joke and I like you to, to know what I'm trying to do. Um, 
Now, I, I, I just thought you'd, you'd had a stroke of some sort. Like just had a stroke completely. Big early, excellent <laughs> Sims ovation. Oh, dear. Well, oh, that's that's probably not that far off it either. Uh, so what are you what are you going to go to balance out the uh, the, the See, I've I've got the duty of balancing out look, Sims to, now. To, that, that to be honest oh, the, the, the Fat Freddy's uh, Fat Freddy's I was pretty sure I was going to like but the the Jungle and this album were probably the two albums I was the most nervous about this year because I'm like like I I'd, until I watched that tiny desk I was convinced this album was not going to be for me you know, it would be a little bit more uh, R&B pop, maybe trying to do the thing, you know, but because Grey Area wasn't that popular. Like, it didn't, like, it was really critically acclaimed, but didn't sell that, well, you know, didn't r- rank yeah, that highly. I, th- I think it was a cult hit, though. I think it was a cult hit, and you, there certainly seems to have been a lot of... of- whatever passes for 2021 label pressure behind this, this new album. I'm, yeah. You know, I was getting Instagram ads for it and you oh, know, wow. it, it just, it, it was constantly getting, getting bump. So, well, well it worked I because really it's, I think it's there. number three or number two in the UK. Whereas I think gray area only made like 70 was the highest it got. Um, yeah. I feel like gray area was probably a more raw and, and less commercially. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of of, of the coarse words on that album. Yeah, it's that's like right. a little bit harder to market. A little bit less accessible is what you're saying. Uh, probably just a little bit more difficult to play on Six mm. Music. Yeah. Uh, so you're going the new Iron Maiden album this week, I'm guessing. Absolutely not. There's nothing worse than listening to a, a dying fucking metal band with a singer who can't hold a tune anymore. I'm going for the new album by Meat Bodies. Ah, who are not as metal as that name sounds. They're yeah, I was going to say. Psychedelic fuzz kind of stuff. In fact, okay. I think one of their members might even be in fuzz. So, um, like Nor- so Norwegian larger, Desert larger Rock? Ty Siegel, the larger Ty Siegel cinematic universe, I think. It's probably fair to say in terms of their sound. Um, West Coast, yeah, they're from um, the, the, uh, more of an LA band. I think I think Ty Siegel's from uh, further up the coast. Mm. Uh, so that's... that's uh, Something that looked good. They're, they're um, oh, they have been discovered on Letterkenny series. Yes, Ooh. so they're a Letterkenny band. So you've probably okay. heard them. Yeah, right. Um, even though they're not Canadian, uh, seasons one to nine. Uh, so there's that. They definitely popped yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I have to say the pr- producers <laughs> the of the album is called Three Three Three, which is uh, halfway to the demo. Um. Yeah, seven tracks in about half an hour. So it's not the longest album, but it's not, the, not quite an the, EP. The Letty Kenny producers have a, a very good knack of, uh, I guess, cross-pollinating, you know, like p- p- plucking a song that is completely at odds with the whatever you're watching on the screen, but at the same time completely fits what they're trying to do. It's, it's I don't know, it's a, it's a real skill being able to, to uh, c- convey... A lot of depth with a you know one song and and no dialogue at all. So uh, the the other um, TV show that used to do that quite well, and I guess they had a real moment in time was the Secret Life of Us used to do that. Yeah, they had that. <laughs> I mean, they had sound like a couple of soundtrack yeah. albums, all full of you know Triple J and and a bit too poppy for Triple J sorts of mm. bands. 
But but I was finding like they were doing stuff where they would play a song on the show that had not really broken on Triple J yet. You know that they were digging shit up. Yeah. That, that trip. You know that Kingsmill hadn't even sort of gotten onto yet, and I was just like, oh. Well, the Kingsmill would kind of go, no, that's a little bit too fucking Triple M for a little bit too. Yeah. Um, B105 for us. For us. Yeah. Um, but I do like that um, that idea of a TV show, you know, breaking a bit of music. So, uh, cool stuff. Well, they break almost all of it. Yeah, there were, there were three volumes of Secret Lives of Us soundtracks. Wow. But it was like uh, that mo- Motor Ace. Remember yeah, Motor yeah. Ace? Motor Ace? Yeah. They're, they're like track Deftify. I remember seeing them at a festival around the time that this they were out and literally it was like what a, like watching a one hit wonder international band <laughs> like they i can't remember whether they had to play death to fight twice in the oh, set but they no. certainly their audience suddenly got bigger uh when when they were doing stuff but you look the, the, the first one was all um you know slightly low lower profile poppier triple j bands like Sunets, uh bit of magic dirt pollyanna something for kate um, Machine Gun Felicia were on there, yeah. which is, you know, but Snout, a lot of Melbourne bands, obviously. Um, set the Controls of the Heart of the Sun by the Titanics, which I think was a Dave McCormack um, side project after after um, Custard. It might have been the one he had with his with his then wife, Emma Tom. Um, yeah, Dead Star, Pollyanna, a lot of that sort of stuff uh, on on the very first one. And then, and then they got a little bit more corporate subsequently, I think. Yeah, there's... there's that was a good show. That was like, uh, for international listeners, that was a, like a... T- a it probably, probably ended up in most other countries. Um, but, yeah, to about early 2000s, so early to mid-2000s uh, was, was sort of the life the lifespan of, of the secret mm, life of us. A lot of good Australian young actors, sort of up-and-coming. Yeah. Um, Joel Edgerton was in yeah, there. Yeah, um, um, Samuel Johnson. Tony Carvin was in it. Samuel Johnson yeah. was 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 a big person. In it. Abby Tucker was in it. Um, yeah, twas good. Lots of faces used to go. Oh yeah, that yeah, guy. That guy. Uh, well, if if you didn't win the week, shall we shall we throw the bias album in as the Joker? Uh, you definitely won the week because um, I can't justify anything. Um, you sure you want to do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Well, it's that- okay. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think it's going to be as rough as what you think. I've heard quite a few tracks off the album so far. Oh, really? And, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Wow. All right. Well, I have not listened to the album yet, so um, it's just one of those. You're going to have that benefit. Uh, okay. All right. Well, it might be. It might feel. Look, I, I'm just hoping it doesn't sound like modern Australian hip hop. That's all I want. Uh yeah. It doesn't sound like. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not sounding like fucking Illy or yeah. um, or fucking South Century. It's not sounding like those dudes. Okay. Well, that's um, good. Lyrically, it's not sounding ly- like he's made more than one attempt to record anything, though. It literally uh, sounds like the first attempt to do anything. Uh, anyway, yeah. I- I'm I'm officially out on on slagging off your hip hop mates, though. So. <laughs> well, the other one, which would probably be a lot more polished, is the new draft album dropped today, which has uh, a couple of the Funkors guys doing production and and some you know guest hilltop spots and stuff like that. And I wonder whether okay no no let's flip it let's go the new the new draft album and see whether you can do modern Australian hip hop and not sound like you're you know pro tooling it too much because All that right then. that that's my that's my real sort of feeling with with Aussie hip hop at the moment that it's just too it's it's overproduced it's too too crafted you know there's not enough yeah. of the rawness. But, it's it, shadows and shinings. Yep, that's the one. 
See, there's a track with pressure. Yeah, Sester did most of the production on it, so. Yeah, yeah. All right, and let's mm. go with that. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. I, I didn't hear anything on that bias and, and look, album, the album that I thought I thought anyone would, would particularly enjoy. I mean, I'll, I know you like your rough as guts Australian, you know, uh, DIY yeah. hip hop, but it's, um, it's rough. I'll go back. I'll go back and listen to that as well, and yeah. give a I'll give a two minute a two minute look, summary if, of it. If I'm wrong, and if I'm just being uh, I'm just being racist against early like early two thousands Australian hip hop, I'll, I'll I'll accept that as a character flaw on my part. But um, look, the, the, I challenge you to prove me wrong. The, the thing, like the thing with early Australian hip hop too, is it's a little bit hunter and collectors esque in that you go to a live show and. They had a really good live set, and then you'd listen to the album, and there's, you know, a lot of pointless skits, and the production's not that great on some of the songs, and some of the lyrics when you dig down into them are pretty shit. And but there's, you know, a couple of good tracks, and but and it reminds you of the live set, but it's the live stuff that gives it the context. It's the live yeah. stuff that makes you like the artist, and, and you know, brings back that memory of the live show. That's it's like a trigger. But when you actually dig into the album, it's like. A, I don't know whether this is actually a classic album of bangers from start to finish. Uh, Almost definitely not. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's it. That's all I got, music-wise, that's anyway. The, that's the end of the show. Um, that was the Balls Podcast. Mm. Uh, Tripping Balls. That was our music episode. <laughs> We've run out of sport to talk about. Oh, yeah. So we're just doing music episodes. Uh, we'll, I don't we'll, think Bezo we'll, we'll, really we'll wants back. to talk about the kickoff of the NFL. Um like, do you do you want to talk about Tom Brady for twenty minutes? Uh, Tom Brady almost lost the other day, so that was good because uh, everyone was saying the fucking the Buccaneers were going to win by. This is great. They talk like oh, like the Buccaneers are the greatest team in the history of the world, and they were a they were a shit team last year. They were mediocre. They were a wild card team, snuck into the playoffs and happened to get hot at the right time. They had a couple of RC wins in the playoffs. Like every time they had to play against someone in the, in the playoffs, they came and get, it was like the opposition played the absolutely worst game. Yeah. And that's how they won. I mean, they destroyed the, the Chiefs in, in the final game because they are well organised and, and play well. And, and, and the Chiefs had no offensive line. The Chiefs line. didn't have an offensive line and they had a, a, a cropped quarterback. But, so it's, but as Zach Lowe says, once you've won, you can yeah. raise the middle finger to everyone else. No one's else. putting an asterisk on that. Yeah. On that, you know, yeah. I mean, the, the, just a bit like LeBron's Lakers championship. No one's taking it. No, no one's asterisking that. No. Um, the, Apart the only, from the haters. The only thing I like about Brady is the fact that he is older than me and still performing at yeah at that, at that level. Yeah, he is yeah. literally older than us. That's that's amazing. That it, is it, amazing. Like, but the problem it, is that you have to become such a complete sociopath in order to make it work, mm. in order to, to w- keep winning. You have to not eat strawberries <laughs> and and just do all kinds of weird shit. Um, but the thing is, right, like Kobe was that sociopath and he couldn't push himself that long. Like he couldn't come back from that. Like the fact that he... Yeah, there's lots of, there's lots being of a quarterback can, is so much less athletic yeah, than being a right. fucking guard in the NBA. Yeah. Because you just you just wander in, and he is got they've got such a good offensive line. I mean, that's been he really he really he, never he, gets bothered because because that um, that Tampa team has such such a good offensive line. He he definitely did the LeBron going back to Cleveland because Miami was getting old. Mm. Power move by going to except, Tampa, didn't he? Except he went down to Tampa where you know all the old people go back down. All, all the old Trump voters all, all go down there, so <laughs> he, he was well suited. Uh, he was very well suited. Yes. But yeah, I did. I, as I think I was, 
I, I said on Twitter, um, if you're wondering how well, you know, being a Blazers fan is is going for me at the moment, I, mm. I used the money that I would normally use for NBA League Pass uh, to get uh, NFL Game Pass access. Oh, so I can wow. watch the Red Zone channel. So I can watch Red Zone on Monday mornings. Well, the, the, the only sporting take I had was that Ben Simmons should probably be billing at ESPN by the minute, considering he is generating 100% of their NBA I content. I feel like at the every fucking podcast that came out with it with a ESPN tag on it was about Ben Simmons this week. It's like, fucking Christ, there's nothing to do. I mean, apart from all the NFL content. Uh, uh, one, one little tidbit looks like Exum signed with the Rockets, which is not really where I would have liked him to go on. But no, at least he's not... still in. He's still in the game, so he's still in the league. Hashtag he's still in the league, and that's uh, that's something. I mean, there's like all he's got to do is play a whole season. Like if he plays a yeah. whole season, and, and people are like, "Oh, okay, he can stay healthy," he'll probably get a better deal. Like I don't think anyone doubts his talent. It's the fact that he has never played more than what 25 30 games in a season i think he's got to stick he's just got to stick around and and yeah. playing lots of minutes on a shit team that nobody expects anything of is probably not a bad idea hmm. yep all right Doc. are you still in are you still in full lockdown what's the go no nah, we're we're level 2 now so, so that's um that's real life with masks at the supermarket and you know gatherings under such you know, well, hmm. you know it makes it makes you know Large tertiary education providers' lives are a little difficult because, you know, there's rules around how many people you can have in a room together and spatial distancing and all that sort of stuff. But, um, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's Auckland is still at level four, which is the full the full beans lockdown because they've still got 20-odd cases a day. Um, yeah. The, the sort of, it's sort of sitting around there. It's not um, – it, it's persisting, which is a worry because that's the kind of thing that it, mm. we've seen that, you know – if you don't quite squash it, then it can just sort of burst forth and fuck with people. But uh, no, they did—they did a good job to squash down on it. I mean, you're seeing that in, in um, Brisbane, aren't you? In Queensland, aren't you? Because you guys got it down pretty low, and then yeah. seems to flare back up again. Well, it seems like, it's like Queensland has the contact tracing. I, I wonder whether sometimes they like do an absolute shitstorm of contact tracing before they actually announce stuff. Because every time something's flared up, they seem to have really got a good handle on where it's gone and who needs to go into quarantine because that school one there was like i think they said there was like fifteen thousand people in home quarantine like you know go home stay home for two weeks i was like holy shit that's a lot of people and then you think about it so well if you have a school and then all the parents and then all the people that they've had for you know decent contact with and you extrapolate it out over a couple of days it's like yeah fair enough that's that's you know 20 grand's probably about right so yeah um yeah, there was a casual case at the Brisbane flower markets, and one of the uh, one of our mates works at the Brisbane flower markets, and was at a party. So it's a casual out. case. That's where they turn up in fucking thongs, bodies. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's a, a Brisbane case. Um, yeah, I was going to say, what's casual for Brisbane? So, fucking so we. Nude. I, I was playing footy last night, so didn't uh, didn't go to the, this party that they had, but on the. Like the group message for the party, she the next morning she was like, uh, "I've just been told I've got to go on quarantine, so you guys all might want to go and get tested." I was like, "Wow, that's a good party to miss." Yep, because it'd be hard to play touch footy and keep it one meter distance. That's true. Uh, although the opposition are doing that, you, your attacking sets might actually pay off. I had a little eighteen-year-old chirping me last night. I was like, "The disrespect!" It's Dude, just- I I am your dad. I fucked your mum. <laughs> like, I defended him, like, because, again, we just got, there's just no subs. And 
and the people we do have aren't fit, so I'm I'm doing a fair a fair chunk of work. And this guy was very very agile, and you know he's had like four shots at the line and not scored. And the last touch I made on him, he's gone. Oh, that was lucky. I just looked at him and gone, fuck you, mate. <laughs> I'm it's not- almost like you need delusional belief in yourself in order to do anything in sports. Yeah, it's- yeah, that's true. Well, he had, he had that in spades. He had the belief, just not quite the um, uh, didn't quite have the execution. He was your classic um, sort of overconfident guard that hadn't done anything that got you know that Draymond would just eat up for breakfast. You know, so basically he was Swaggy P and you were Draymond. Is that, yeah, that's that, so, yeah. something. I'm happy with that. I'm I kind of knew, analogy. yeah, I, was, I suspect you would. I suspect you wrote the story like that, just so that you would be the Draymond. Uh, Needless to say, I got the last laugh. It's very Alan, Alan Partridge of you. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, I'm keeping you from your listening to your Sims yeah, album, so I better let go, you go. I'm going to go have a very large whiskey, of which I, you know, got for free and um, – and listen to no, you didn't. You earned the whiskey through um, hard work and and. Well, no, you, you paid for sons. that whiskey in many six packs of beer over the preceding five years. That's right. I'm, I'm probably still out for by a fair chunk. Oh yes, true. you are. I suspect you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it still tastes sweet. That's all I can say. And what the amazing thing is is that 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 whiskey ever made it to you, given the state of the fucking world. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing like, to think we ever fucking was well, it the, we were the, ever the, able you, to make it across to Australia in the middle of the year and, and drop that that. Yeah, whiskey well, off you with, you got over, and then I got down to coughs for a weekend, and yeah. the border's been like I don't think I could have got back to coughs since. No, absolutely not. So it was uh, the only yeah. little window in. in in the COVID shit fight, <laughs> so that that whiskey is yeah. uh, you should enjoy that because it's uh, it's well travelled. It, not only has it come a long way from uh, its homeland in Scotland, it's uh, it's also <laughs> it's also well travelled in uh, in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. All right, man. All right. See you. Cheers. Catch you later. Bushy energy, there. Hello, hey, a little bit of bushy energy, there.